The Z-Ball Podcast is a casual conversation that occasionally delves into mature subjects and may contain vulgar adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Z-Ball Podcast and week 15 of the Scorching Six Picks. Recording this once again on a Thursday night in Southern California off of another exciting Thursday night game. The Chiefs uh, get the comeback win and walk-off fashion in overtime. Travis Kelsey, a 35-yard touchdown to seal it for them and move them to 10-4 and and in commanding lead of that AFC West Division. What an exciting game it was. Uh, a little sluggish early on. Lots of uh, missed opportunities by both teams. Missed uh, fourth quarter oppor- fourth down excuse me opportunities. Uh, some bad turnovers as well from both sides. But got an exciting fourth quarter and then an exciting overtime. Uh, the Chiefs walked it off within the first minute and a half of overtime to take themselves to ten and four, and then a heartbreaking loss for. The Chargers falling to 8-6. and six. So joining me to discuss uh, the Thursday night game, Week 15 slate, and some other stuff. Once again, we got Rebound. What up, Rebound? How's it going? What's up, Zeebo? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Doing well. The holiday season full, in full effect, and we got another exciting Thursday night game. But what were your thoughts on that game, the Chiefs and Chargers at SoFi? Yeah, it was a great game. I mean, the Chargers were just running the ball too much. They need to use Justin Herbert more and throw the ball. And uh, they, they came back. Uh, Chiefs came back. They were down, but the game's never over when Mahomes has the ball. And they, that two-point conversion was big where Mahomes converted on. And then after the two-point conversion, it was like if, they, if they, they had the chance to march down with two minutes, more than enough time. And then, and then the Chargers had a chance to come back and win it, and they just didn't. And then once you go to overtime and Mahomes gets the ball, I mean, you're, you're, you're going to like your chances. Okay, yeah, for sure. Mahomes uh, really stepped up. I mean, he, he like, had some bad missed opportunities, uh, a few turnovers then. Really amped it up in the fourth quarter in overtime. Ended up with 400 yards, three touchdowns. What a game from him. And then Travis Kelsey was just a monster all throughout. 190 yards, two touchdowns. So if he's uh, get, gets getting back into that elite uh, tight end form, then it spells trouble for the rest of the league. So should be exciting to see how they fare uh, moving forward. They've won seven straight now. And let's depending on what happens uh, this weekend with uh, some of these games, they could be sitting in the, in the number one spot when this weekend is all over. They're currently there right now, half a game ahead of New England. But uh, some other news I want to discuss in the NFL. Obviously, we, we saw yesterday the firing of Urban Meyer from Jacksonville. So what were your whole thoughts on that situation with Shad Khan firing Urban Meyer? Yeah, it was the right decision. I just didn't think it was going to happen this early. He was just asking to get fired. It just didn't work out. I thought this was like the perfect hire 
because of Trevor Lawrence, but it completely went the other way. A lot of other stories coming out. Josh Lambeau, the kicker, said he literally kicked him when he was in kicking form during the preseason practice. And a lot of people talking crap about him. That He was calling the assistant coaches losers and asking them to see their resumes, even though he hand-picked them out. And everything just went south. I think he was asking to get fired. I don't know how the financials is going to work out for this, but it's the right move. I don't know who the right coach to replace him is, but it's the right move. Uh, now they, they have nothing They have nothing to play for besides just getting that top draft pick now, uh, and then or a top three draft pick, and moving on to the future. Yeah, I mean, we'll see where they go with the new coach. I've heard uh, Jim Caldwell... Uh... Uh, Doug Peterson, possibly. Byron Leftwich. Byron Leftwich is a, a good one, former Jaguar player. Uh, so I, we'll kind of see where they go there. I mean, and then I would have to think, I, I don't know what's going to happen with his, his contract because, I mean, he's the first coach in a while that's gotten fired in his first, like during his first season. Yeah, I think the last sure. one is like Petrino, Bobby Petrino for the Falcons or something. Back in like the mid two thousands or something like that, so it's very very shocking to see a guy of his stature, his success in college football. But yeah, it's just too much uh, off the field stuff, and just it's it's been a circus pretty much all throughout uh, in Jacksonville. Ever since they hired him, they had Tebow in training camp, they had all this other stuff, and then he had that incident after the game in Cincinnati where. He the rest of the team flew back and then he stayed back and went to Columbus and had that girl uh, over him at the bar and uh, sitting next to him and stuff like that. So it's just been a complete shit show all throughout. And I think uh, Shad Khan just decided that it was just just too much shit had happened, uh, too much off the field stuff uh, within the team, and then just a just a bad uh, stressful work environment, toxic culture that was being built there. And he wanted to kind of go in a different direction. It's kind of really hard to believe that the the Jags just four years ago, four seasons ago, were in the conference championship up by ten points going into the fourth quarter versus New England. So it's just been if that seems like eons, ages ago, a whole whole different world. So we'll see where they go. It should be uh, exciting to see where they go with the new coach, but. They definitely need to get someone that's going to develop their number one pick, Trevor Lawrence, from last season's draft. And uh, I think that should be the main focus because it's just been, um, for the most part, pretty bad seasons for Jacksonville for the last 10, 10 seasons. Just a few outlier seasons with Blake Bortles and that good defense. But we'll see where they go. But nonetheless, uh, let's move on now. We got some Saturday night games on this week's uh, slate rebound, week 15. So we'll start uh, the slate with uh, a Saturday night game. Uh, A Saturday afternoon game, late afternoon, excuse me. We got Cleveland hosting the Las Vegas Raiders. Raiders giving three and a half. What do you think, rebound? Yeah, this is going to be... A uh, bad one. Unfortunately, Cleveland has 25 players on COVID. Baker Mayfield is one of them. And now Case Keenum is one of them. So they're going to play, be playing with a third-string quarterback. The spread originally opened at Cleveland minus 5, I believe. It's now moved all the way to the Raiders minus 3.5. This just shows 
how many players. Jarvis Landry is on the COVID list, so he's going to be out as well. Almost their whole offense is going to be out. Uh, so it's just a whole shit. Baker and Keenum are worth five points? I wouldn't say five points, but their defense too. There's defensive players. Yeah. And then that's, that's what's going to happen when you... When, when shit happens like that, and uh, it's gonna, this the Raiders are gonna win the win this one and cover easily. It's gonna, it's gonna be a shit show. They're just gonna have to run the ball to Nick Chubb every every play. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what Stefanski's gonna do here in this one in uh, game number one on the week fifteen slate. Uh, Browns Raiders. I think they're just gonna go uh, Chubb and Hunt. And they're gonna c- control the clock, try to control the line of scrimmage. I think it's gonna be. The game temp- temperatures call for rain, so I think it's going to be somewhat of a sloppy game. And I like the Browns in this one, even given all the, the COVID injuries, all the, the COVID mayhem that they, ha- they have going on. So I'm going to disagree with you here, Reba. I'm going to take the, the home dog and the Browns, obviously missing their top two quarterbacks. But I think they're just going to simplify the game, similar to kind of what New England did a few weeks ago, just run as much as possible. Uh rely on whatever defensive players they have left to make it a, a muck up the game, make it an ugly game. And I think they're going to cover that three and a half point spread. And I think they're going to win outright as well. Say 21-20 Browns in this one, and they move to eight and six on the season. Game number two, we've got another Saturday game. It's a Saturday night game in prime time from Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. we got the Colts, seven and six, coming off a bye, hosting the 9 and 4 New England Patriots who are 6 and 0 on the road also calling, coming off a bye. Colts laying 2 and a half rebound. What do you think? Yeah, this is going to be a really good game. Obviously the Pats are one, the hottest team or one of the hottest teams in the NFL right now. You know, they're playing really good. Their defense is really good. Mac Jones is stepping up return of the Mac, you know. You know, it's, it's, it's some big time shit Bill Belichick's trying to show the NFL. Who's who's fucking boss and shit, and this is gonna be a good game, you know. The the Colts are definitely a solid team. Carson Wentz is playing solid, and I don't care what anyone says about this, but Jonathan Taylor is the best running back in the NFL right now. No matter what you say, right now he's the best running back in the NFL. What if Derrick Henry is still healthy? I'm I'm saying right now, just injuries are a thing. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor is the best running back in the NFL. So that's it's not it's not even a question, and the the Colts are, are the, the, this is gonna be a good game. The Colts have a really good defense. They're at home, and I'm gonna tell you guys this right now. This is an early gift from Santa Claus. He's giving you guys a gift right here. Do not get fooled on this one. This is a the easiest lock of the year before before Santa comes down the chimney. He's giving you a gift. And swallow the points. Don't get fooled. Everyone and their mom is going to take the Patriots. The Patriots are underdog for a reason here. Okay. It's a, Vegas just doesn't set this line. Oh, we're going to put the Pats as underdogs for a reason. They're fucking underdogs for a reason. And you take the Colts and you fucking slam it here. And that's my lock of the week. I'm taking the Colts minus two and a half. All right. Rebound got the Colts emphatically. Laying the two and a half. I'm going to agree with you here, Rebound. I like the Colts as well. I'll swallow the two and a half with the Colts. I think Taylor's going to have a big game, 150 rushing yards, something like that. And then I think they're going to try to also 
New England's game plan is going to be to try to get Wentz to beat them. But I think Taylor, I think, is still going to have success here. I think he's going to have over 100 yards rushing at least. I'll say close to 150. But And then on the other side, New England, I don't know if Mack can make those big throws uh, kind of down the stretch late games, I mean, late in the game. So we'll see if he can do that. We, we've seen what he can do kind of just managing the game, managing the tempo and stuff like that. But can he make those big throws when it's needed? Uh, I don't think he can do that yet. So... And then I just think the Colts as well. I think they're fighting for that one of those uh, last wild card spots, jumbled around with a bunch of those other teams in the AFC. So I think they're going to be more desperate here at home as well. So that's why I like them as well. In addition to Jonathan Taylor and the the game plan from Frank Reich. So I'll agree with your rebound. Swallow the two and a half with the Colts, and have them winning this one. 31-24, moving to 8-6 and six on the season. Game number three, we'll move into the Sunday window of games, the early afternoon window. We got NFC East Divisional Battle. The Philadelphia Eagles 6-7, and 1-4 and four at home, hosting the Washington football team, who is also 6-7. and seven. Eagles giving 9.5 rebound. What do you think? Yeah, I don't know what the hell is up with this, Fred. I don't know why it is this high. I mean, obviously, the whole COVID shit going on again. Washington has, like, 25 players as well on that on that shit. But still, 9.5 is a lot to swallow. But it is that high for a reason. Vegas, they, they, they know how to set the line. These guys, fucking experts. They know what they're doing. I don't know. This one's very tricky. I mean... If I had, like, off the top of my head, I'm just thinking Washington covers. But I'm going to go the other way. I'm actually going to swallow the points here. I think Eagles cover. It's this high for a reason. And like I said, they, they don't just say it's this high for no reason. I think Eagles come out. Jalen Hurts has a big game along with Boston Scott. And it's going to be a good one. I, I, but I think that the, they'll win by 14. Eagles win by 14. I know you're going to disagree right. too. Yeah, I'm going to disagree for sure on this one. I just think these are two teams used to each other. And then given kind of the COVID situation with Washington, they've obviously losing a lot of their kind of key players and stuff. But given that, I think they're still going to be able to put up points here against uh, Philadelphia. And then it's going to be a close game, at least within the nine points for sure. So... Either way, I mean, I'll say, I'll say the Eagles win, but I definitely got the, the road dog Washington football team getting the nine and a half. I'll say the Eagles win close one by like four or five, say 22 to 17 Eagles, and they move to seven and seven on the season. All right, let's move on. Game number four. Got the six, six and one Pittsburgh Steelers at home hosting the Tennessee Titans, you got to pick them line here, even line. What do you think? Yeah, this is the another don't get fooled. Obviously, everyone and their mom here is going to take the Titans. And this is the don't get fooled special. Another don't get fooled special. Pittsburgh is a hard place to play. And everyone thinks Big Ben is done. But you saw on primetime last Thursday, they, they were literally down fucking 29-0. And they came back and almost... They went, took that game to overtime versus Minnesota because of Big Ben. And they have a great running back 
Najee Harris, straight out of Alabama, roll tide, and that, that's that's gonna be some big time shit. This it it was uh tight. It opened the Titans minus two, so the spread has moved, and the Steelers are winning this one by a touchdown. Another easy one here, boys. Don't get fooled. We're taking the Steelers. Easy one. Don't get another. Not as confident in the Colts pick, but this is definitely my second best pick of the week. All right, yeah, Steelers, uh, another one of those teams uh, in that jumble mixed around, looking to get in that seven or six spot in the AFC in the standings. So they're definitely going to come out and play hard, and you know they're obviously scratching their heads uh, how close they were against Minnesota. Uh, on that Thursday night game last week, and then they're they're also coming off more rest uh, than the road team Tennessee Titans. So I mean I don't really know what to make of the Titans. They've been hanging in there without Derrick Henry. Uh, they their defense has been playing well. They've played uh, well without Derrick Henry. The, their the, running game has done well. Hilliard, uh, Deonta Foreman, uh, Tannehill has not looked as good without Henry. I, that's yeah, for he sure. has. What are you talking about? He's been missing AJ Brown. That's that's the fucking problem. And Julio Jones has been out too. On yeah, the, they've on had COVID. wide receiver so injuries too. Running backs are very overrated. I've been saying this for years. Are they? Yes. Every. But, but I I just think Tannehill plays a lot better when Henry's there in the lineup. They they were playing just fine without Henry. They beat the Rams without Henry when everyone thought they were going to lose. Yeah, that was kind of like, I mean, but that was kind of like their defense stuff. And okay, it's a team game, right? But, but I just oh, think... We're going we're gonna to give... Oh, we're going to call it out, give credit when when he doesn't play well, but when... Oh, we're going to give the defense credit. Oh, that's because the defense played well. No, but I, I just think Tannehill is just... He's more comfortable and he, he's... More comfortable. He needs AJ Brown and Julio Jones. There. Yeah, th- those. That's. But he had Julio Jones last week. Did he have AJ Brown? He didn't have AJ Brown. Exactly. But you don't have AJ Brown is a big one for sure. But I, I, I just think Derrick Henry's more focal to him. Kind of. That's. He's just been really good with Derrick Henry the, ever since he's come to Tennessee, and I, I think that's. That's kind of like a, a big thing, but I mean, if you're so confident in how good he is, why are you taking the Steelers? Because the Steelers, Derrick Henry's not even playing. I don't care. It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't affect. If, if he was playing, I would still take the Steelers. Okay. All right. All right. doesn't affect my pick. All right. But you're very confident in Ryan Tannehill. I'm not saying he's doing great, but I'm just saying my point is Derrick Henry being out is not the problem for them and the, and the Titans. That's not why they haven't been playing great. Because Julio Jones and AJ Brown have been out. Yeah, maybe, but uh, we'll see. I mean, but uh, I'm gonna agree with you here, nonetheless. Uh, That's right. You better on, on Pittsburgh at home, even pick them lined to win uh, outright. Uh, I just think, yeah, they're more desperate team here. Uh, Titans are somewhere entrenched in between one and four, and they're probably most likely gonna win their division. Uh, I mean, barring like a a hot streak from the Colts to end their season, so I think they're gonna they're gonna not gonna be as focused as as Pittsburgh in this game, and I think Ben is gonna be able to get those receivers involved uh, and kind of try to go out strong to end his career. 
and try to make somewhat of a playoff run. So that's why I like Pittsburgh here. I'll take them win this game 24-21, move to 7-6-1 and one on the season. All right, moving on to the late afternoon window of games on Sunday. Game number five, we got the Denver Broncos at home hosting the Cincinnati Bengals. Broncos, a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Rebound, what do you think? Yeah, this is a really tricky one, you know. Broncos are a solid team. They're definitely, you got Teddy Bridgewater there, a running back Melvin Gordon, rookie running back Javante Williams. Jerry Judy, you got a lot of weapons there. Uh, the tight end Noah Fant, and the defense is really good. Even after trading Von Miller, you know this again, and uh, you know Joe Burrow's been playing well. You got Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon, T Higgins, who Joe Burrow needs to throw the ball to more often because he's the better weapon in my opinion. Better than Jamar Chase? Yeah, he, he they just have that connection from LSU. Yeah. So I mean, Jamar Chase is the reason they they got back in the game. Him and Burrow last week against yeah, the Niners. He, he's starting to throw the Higgins a lot. So is he? That, what about I mean. Boyd? No, Bo Boyd. He, he doesn't like him. He he knows he's he's he sucks. He's trash. What about Uzoma? Yeah, that's his red zone target, for sure. But I think what what this is gonna come down to is defense and. And also, Denver is a hard place to play in. And I think overall, as crazy as it sounds, Denver is a better team here. And I think they're going to win by a touchdown. I'm swallowing the points again. Okay. Yeah. I know you're going to disagree, too. I don't know. I mean, this one is really, really tough. Like you said, it could go either way. I, I don't think... I think Cincinnati is kind of the better team overall this season. I just think, like I've always said, Denver is such a... Big, huge home field advantage, just given the conditions. And then, the, I mean, the temperature is not going to be high, but the elevation, like I always say, is going to be a huge advantage to the Broncos in this one. And I think that's why I'm going to have to agree with you, Rebound, again. Um, I like the Broncos. I'm going to swallow the two and a half of the Broncos. agree with you. Damn. I think uh, Bridgewater is going to have a, a good game here. And then... I think uh, with Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams are going to, I think, be a better kind of like duo c compared to Mixon is really good, but I think he's not going to be able to keep up with the, the Denver duo rushing-wise. Burl will do his thing. He'll have, but I think the Broncos' uh, pass rush will get after him, make it a little tough for him. And I think that that's going to kind of be the difference here. And... The Broncos, the home field advantage plus the defense, is gonna is gonna help them cover the two and a half point spread, and I like them here to win twenty seven twenty one, move to eight and six on the season. All right, we agree on I think what the second or third one straight. Yeah, and we'll move on now to last the last game, game number six. We got Baltimore at home, eight and five. Hosting your Green Bay Packers rebound. Packers giving five and a half. What do you think? You know, this is going to all come down to if Lamar plays or not. Vegas had to hedge. All signs are looking like he's not going to play. Yeah, it's looking like he's not going to play. Vegas had to hedge the spread. If Lamar doesn't play, the spread will move up to seven. If he does, it will move down to three. So Vegas had to put it in the middle and hedge it. So, but 
In all signs, I think Green Bay will, will win this game, but by a field goal. Baltimore is still a good team. I know they've had a lot of injuries, but you still have Mark Andrews there. You still have Rashad Batman, uh, Hollywood Brown, um, and you have a lot of talent in running back Devontae Freeman. They'll feed him very well if, if Lamar doesn't play. And Lamar can run the ball if he does play. Even if he plays, he's not going to be 100%. But at the same time, uh, I think uh, it's going to be closer than people think. And I think the Packers win by a field goal. But uh, I'm going to I'm gonna take the plus five and a half. Okay. Yeah, I mean, this is going to be, uh, I mean, what this was going to be an exciting game. I mean, yeah, if Lamar played. But uh, I, I just think either way, even if Lamar played, I mean, Baltimore, they're just so depleted. They have so many guys on IR, even before all this like COVID outbreak. I mean, they don't really have any competent or high-level corners or safeties left, really, it looks like. And then they obviously lost all those running backs. Now Lamar hurt with the ankle injury. So just a really bad season for them injury-wise. Obviously, the Packers were, were banged up as well. Injury-wise as well with their key players, Bakhtiari, Jair, Alexander. They're getting healthier. Zadarius Smith, I think he's coming back soon. But I just see this game being Rodgers basically having his way with uh, those corners and safeties of uh, Baltimore, being able to get chunk yardage down the field to Devontae Adams, Valdez, Scantling, Lazard, Mercedes Lewis, DeGuara, whoever. I mean, I think he's just going to have a field day. Uh, and gash this uh, Ravens pasty, who's very depleted right now. So I just think they're going to put up a lot of points in this one, and then I'm going to take the the Packers to cover. I'll disagree. I swallow the five and a half with the Green Bay on the road. They move to eleven and three here. And I think Rogers is going to have a big day. Three hundred yards, about around three touch, three to four touchdowns, and the Packers are going to win this one. I'll say thirty-eight twenty-seven. And move to eleven and three on the season, and keep that number one seed in the NFC. Alrighty, I'll wrap it up for week fifteen, scorching six rebound. Thank you so much for coming on. Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me on, Zebo. Everyone, thank you so much for listening. Hope you enjoy all of the week fifteen matchups, and we'll be back next week for week sixteen, scorching six.